Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey. We are working our way gradually through the 1979 classic football film, Yesterday's Hero, which is available to watch on our YouTube channel, because mm. I put it there. Um, it's called, what's the YouTube channel called again? TF, is it just Top Flight Time Machine? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Ah, Google it. Something like that, you'll fucking find it. Do you know what? I'm thinking of a new T-shirt that just says Google it, and you switched oh, me onto yeah. this a while ago. And I used to think, what's he getting so angry about if people ask questions? And now I realise that it is annoying because Mm. I think you got it more than me. And now I get it from people and they ask silly things. Like someone said, oh, you mentioned, like basically someone's asking me for a playlist about Mm. like where, where on Spotify they could find a particular type of music I had mentioned once, right? Not obscure music, mm. not like fucking Amazonian fucking symbols, right? Yeah. It's just like a generic kind of soul music. And people will tweet you and say, could you send me a link to a playlist for that? I <laughs> sort of think the answer to every fucking question you could ask us is Google it. Yeah, yeah. And increasingly every day you feel like saying, mate, fucking Google it. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I had a one the other day. I can't even remember what it was there, but again, it was something like that. And it was just, it was, where, where, where can I, what was it? Where can I watch something that we'd mentioned? Yeah, where can I see this documentary yeah. or something? I just thought, just yeah. fucking put the name of it in fucking Google. I'll tell oh, you. No. Tell me. No, it's my right. I am a consumer and the Debate consumer me. is always right. And if you are going to mention and recommend something, if you are obliged, you are there duty-bound to tell me exactly where that thing is. And I think we even said where it was on the podcast, on, on the episode. Like, I'm not being unfriendly. I'm all for, like, chatting Maybe about Maybe we are being stuff. unfriendly, but then, so fuck. <laughs> no, but friendliness is like a two-way conversation. This is just asking for service. That is not... <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, yeah, I like that. Hey, here's a recommendation of my own that you might like, or something like that. It's just like... <laughs> Tell me exactly, take me by the hand and lead me to the exact thing that you have mentioned out of your mouth. (laughs) No, I haven't got time. Like, you know, like, you're not going to 
we our part of the job is recommending stuff to you. Take it or leave it. You might like it, you might not. It's stuff that we like, right? Mm. But after that, we're not spending time sat around fucking, oh, I'll just get that link for them and I'll cut and paste it and then I'll stick mm. it over there and then there you go, mate. Is there anything else you need? Do you need your ass wiped? Oh, fine, just send me your... The other day you talked about defecating in the toilet. Well, I've tried it now, but I don't know how to clean my shitty bum cheeks. <laughs> and and seeing as you were the one who planted the seed of the idea in my mind, I would appreciate it if you came to my home and wiped my bum hole for me. <laughs> exactly that. Yours, Frank Lampard. (laughs) Fuck you now. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Got that off your chest? Yeah. So, yeah, yesterday's Heroes available on our fucking uh, YouTube page somewhere. It's not hard to find. Um, Where are we? Um, Yeah, Rod Turner, played by Ian McShane. And Oh, yeah, people keep telling us that uh, Ian McShane's father played football professionally. Because we mentioned in episode one that he does a decent volley. He's so good, yeah, go. he looks like he knows what he's doing with the football, and I think yeah. He, he played for Manchester United as a boy or something like that. We've had umpteen Lampards pointing that out to us. Thank you. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not relevant, but there you go. Anyway, it doesn't it. necessarily mean if your dad was a good footballer. You're like, I I played football with my dad a few times and he, I would say he was a, a fairly substantially better player than me. Yeah. But maybe it was because I didn't live with him. Maybe if I'd lived with him and we'd played every day together, I might have become good. But the point is, is I don't think it's genetic. Is Is this something you need to bring up in therapy, do you think, rather than on here? My daddy never played football with me. (laughs) No, I'm just saying he was a better footballer than me. I couldn't have been a footballer. It's your fault, father, that I don't play for the Hammers. So Rod's just been, um, he's been to the boys' home uh, after he's had a pint and a large whiskey and then he's took some lads to do a bit of football training, um, including young Calvin from EastEnders. Yeah, we got fuck all done last time, didn't we? Because we just ended up talking about EastEnders. Yeah, so he basically, yeah, I reckon there is a way that there's really good bits in this film and we what we shouldn't, maybe we should just like get to good bits. Basically, he has a kickabout with these kids and you see mm. he's a nice bloke and then I think we finally after that don't we then get on to where um, Paul Nicholas comes into it well we have a bit before that look what I've got here oh you've got the whole script I've got the we can't do a line by line well the thing was I was looking through it and there's a lot of stuff in the script that doesn't actually make it into the film so um, I wouldn't use this as a, as a reference but um, yeah yeah, it's, loads of it's completely different. So I don't know which version of it this is, but there we go. It says, exterior, open park ground, minibus stops, which of course is the bus which Rod's driving, pissed. Pissed, Minibus yeah. stops, boys pile out. They are dressed in shorts and sweaters, etc. A motley group, but enthusiastic. Rod mm. waits until they all disembark. Then he helps a small black boy of about 10 off the bus who has a club foot. <laughs> She's really Set laying him. it on thick, isn't she, Jackie Set Collins? Set him down carefully. He's an orphan. <laughs> Get this. He's an orphan. He's black and he's got a fucking club foot and all. Club foot. But Rod's got no problem with any of that. He's like, no, no problem at all. I'll, I'll be mates with you. I'm inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, 
And also, he's blind. <laughs> so there we go. So the next scene after that is the flat. And uh, as I've put in my notes here, I mentioned last week, Susan, of course, played by Glynis Barber, uh, is wearing brown dungarees and a stripy jumper and has her hair tied up. She is listening to Hold the Line by Toto and is my perfect woman. Oh. <laughs> so there we go. That's what she's doing. And she's packing away some of Rod's framed memorabilia. Yeah. Um... And uh, Rod comes in and she says that she's spring cleaning. So she's just, well, she hasn't let herself in. He fucked off earlier, didn't he? She turned yeah. up Sunday lunchtime and he just jumped up and fucked off out of it to go to the pub and then the boys club kick about. So she says she's spring cleaning um, and she he sees pictures of Ingrid and Katrina, <laughs> who obviously are previous conquests. And he's got yeah. like framed pictures of in his bed set. Mm-hmm. Um Susan's chucking all this stuff away. Uh, she tells him that um, he's going to be moving soon and he won't want all of this junk. And he says, moving? Moving where? As he opens a half bottle of scotch, obviously. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's Sunday afternoon, isn't it? So why not? Yeah. So he says, moving where? She says, in with me, of course. Sounds great to me. But he says, uh, I don't remember discussing moving. Um, she says, I thought you'd like the idea. My place is so much nicer than this rat trap. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit controlling this, I think. It is, she's, yeah. She suggested this idea of moving in without really discussing it with him. Yeah, and um, she started preparing the move before yeah. they've even discussed it, as if he's yeah. just going to go, fine. So alarm bells a little bit there, a bit of a red flag. And, and to be honest, as we talked before, this bedsit, it is on the face of it a bit of a shithole, but there's something mm. about it you just think, this is a good rig for him. Yeah. I can imagine Glynis Barber not liking it. In fact, I'm astonished that she co- she's willing to go around there so much, let alone have con- have Congress there with him, right? Well, but, yeah. But he's, he's he, he likes she's... it. It's got all his stuff in there. Yeah. He's, got, he's got his telephone, his little TV at the end of the bed. Yeah. He's got all his memorabilia and medals. Got and he's whiskey. got loads of bottles of scotch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's happy. I mean, she's far too good for him anyway, I think. Yeah, of course she is. But there's a bit more in the script I've got, which doesn't make it into the film. And he says, move in, where would that be to? She says, out of this dump and in with me, of course. And there is no reason why we can't get engaged now that you'll be taking a job with Daddy. Oh, oh. so she's got a job lined up for him as well, which doesn't make it yeah. into the film. And he says, I never said. And she says, honestly, darling, it's the only sensible thing to do. You must see that. And then Rudd says, but this doesn't get it in the film, all I can see is a lady taking over my life. What is this shit? You think I get told what to do? And then he kicks a box of stuff over. So, <laughs> didn't make it in the that film. is not like the, the way that he plays the character in McShane's film, which is brilliant, is that he never really loses his rag once. No, he just, he's got just this, glides above it, doesn't he? Yeah, there's sort of like a sadness, but he's he's grown adept at ignoring the sadness. He's, and yeah. he just kind of... And he's also had so many bad breaks and bits of bad luck. He kind of, whatever happens to him, he kind of just shrugs and he's like, yeah, just, normal. Yeah. He's resigned to it. He's just, he's developed this yeah. outer skin, which just, yeah. all this stuff just bounces off him. So I think that's why they might have ironed that out of the script because Ian McShane yeah. had shown that he was going to play it in this other way, very yeah. understated way, I think. And they'd say, now it's not really, doesn't really fit him suddenly losing his temper this early in the film and kicking yeah, something it's, over. It's very much a first draft, this. I mean, obviously written by Jackie Collins. Maybe it's full of too many Jackie Collins-esque cliches and tropes. 
and yeah. the director fella. Um, it, I mean, obviously, you've said it, it's a brilliantly directed film, so he's maybe smoothed all that stuff out into the final version. But uh, yeah, um, and he says to her, "You're a nice girl, and we see each other twice a week." And she says, "We go to bed twice a week." Doesn't mean uh-huh. he says it doesn't mean we're moving in together. And she says, "I don't want to discuss this now." And he says, "Neither do I." He says, "You've got a hangover. I'll phone you tomorrow." Storms out. But um, I don't actually, get hangovers I anymore. Hangover. I'm fucking drunk. Yeah, exactly. I haven't stopped being drunk for months. <laughs> It's a very subtle difference. <laughs> yeah, that's the old point. I don't want to get hangover, so I just stay pissed. <laughs> and just as she leaves, he raises his empty whiskey bottle up and toasts her with it. <laughs> she rolls her eyes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's ended badly for him. But then uh, he just sits on the floor and he starts going through all the frame pictures that she's left. She's oh, been boxing up. So many of memories. Him, loads of different women. Why's he got frame pictures of all these women that he's been with? What the I went, fuck? Uh, when I was a kid, I, my um, Italian aunt had a boyfriend who was English. He was from Lancashire. And he was fucking one of those guys that... So he wasn't really an uncle, but he was like an uncle, you know, because mm. he was like uh, her, living, her living gentleman caller, right? Yeah. And he was just a top bloke. You know, like there's an older guy and he's just fucking really cool, right? Yeah. He was a photographer, right? Right. So straight away you're like, fucking dreamland. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you get to see ticks all the time, don't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the photographer, kind of the modern-day equivalent of that is the podcaster. And I think when mm, people come across us and glamorous. find out we're podcasters, they see us as Ooh, so glamorous glamous, figures, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from he was this guy Graham. His name was. He said, "I still, okay, I'm sort of in touch with him sometimes, like on Instagram and stuff." He's a really top bloke and just sort of was sort of like kind of cool and was really into football mm. and music. And he, he was a crit- cricket fanatic as well. And he's just always like really funny, you know, just like one of those blokes who's older than you. When you're a kid, it's like he's like a kid too. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he loved him, but um, and you know. She was she was my aunt, so I didn't have that much skin in the game, so to speak. But I kind of did really want them to get together permanent, like you know, because mm. I thought this I like this bloke being my uncle. And one time, so I only saw him when he, he was in Italy because he'd met her in Italy and sort of moved there to live with her. But he also had a small gaff uh, in England that he just kind of used when he was in classic photographer style. You know, yeah. when he was in England, it was out in the Hertfordshire somewhere. He had this little sort of bachelor pad that he stayed Bolt in. Hole. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bolt hole. Get me bolts yeah. in it. He, he actually did talk a bit like that. She's from Lancashire, right? <laughs> and so that's not real Lancashire accent. Sorry for any Lampards. Lampard Lancashires get in touch, right? <laughs> but he was Northern, and he goes, uh, "Yeah." And one time we went to his house there, and my aunt must have not been there. And there was a big box of photographs because he was a photographer. I started looking at them, thinking, "Oh, these are you know quite good." She's quite artistic, you know. Mm. And then he said, "Oh, yeah." I said, "What? Well, who's this?" And there was a picture of a woman and some kids, right? And he went, oh, yeah, that was uh, one of my old girlfriends. Don't tell your auntie about that. And gives me a bit <laughs> of a wink, right? And then I go through, he says then too. And he went, oh, no, no, that was another girlfriend I had, right? And I'm going through all of them, right? And not only 
did he? Because, like, obviously, I had my auntie's kids and my two Italian cousins I was really close to, and they were sort of like, you know, he was quite close to them too. And I thought it was really special. But I started going through these photos, and as far as I can recall, at least in my child mind, I thought it was like he'd had about 10 other families just like this that he had become attached to at some point. (laughs) And there was documentation of all of them. And it was like, he was only my uncle. But I was sort of heartbroken because I was like, yeah. but I thought we were special. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Sam, Sam, that's the life of a photographer. Wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. <laughs> you're just a right. number, like all of us. <laughs> and let me tell you, you're just the nephew. So that's double meaningless to me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but he had a big script- box of photographs, not unlike. Ian McShane's Rod Taylor's. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. In the script, she storms out, Rod kicks the bed in fury, uh, and Tramp runs over to him for attention. He's got a dog in the script. Oh, I can't believe they edited out the dog. Yeah, they edited the dog out and he says, yeah, good boy, good little fella. You're the only one that understands. And then it says, Rod puts the dog down. I don't think that's in the sense of euthanizing it. Um, So he's having a look at his pictures um, and he focuses on one particular woman and it fades and cuts to that woman on stage and that woman is Cloudy Martin. Played, of course, by Suzanne Summers, who we devoted half an episode to when uh, she got uh, an intruder in her house a couple of weeks ago before we even Ah, mentioned her. probably just a frog. Just a frog? (laughs) Shut up. Get over your YouTube video. (laughs) It's not a frog, it's a man. What? Are you sure? I sound more like a frog to me. I'm sure I heard it rip it. (laughs) It could have been a frog and a man. Uh, Whatever. Who is he? Maybe it's a man with a frog. I'll go and have a look. <laughs> Sometimes you get men walking around who carry frogs with them. I'm sorry, mate. We haven't ordered a frog. <laughs> you probably want next door. <laughs> probably next door. <laughs> He's big on frogs. <laughs> He's got a menagerie. He's got a massive pond. <laughs> Weird bloke, to be honest. We call him John Pond. I don't know his real name is. Uh, I tell you, I will not, no, sorry, I won't sign for anything of his. I've been down that road before, I learnt the hard way. If you want someone to sign something, try the other side, right? Because it was a fucking minefield last time I signed for something for him. We don't talk anymore, I'll not take anything in for him. I signed for what I later discovered was a live frog in a box. But I didn't look inside the box, it weren't my business. By the time he comes to collect it, the frog's dead. Who gets the blame? Mockings here. Next thing you know, the lawyers are involved. Because <laughs> this is LA. Everyone's lawyered up. Ridiculous. I says to him, why would I want to kill your frog? I says, keep the lawyers out of this. Let's settle it on the street like the old days. Me and you, toe to toe. 
No, he's got his Listen, lawyer right. about that as well. I'm sorry your frog died, right? I am sorry. I, got, I wish it no ill. But sometimes frogs do die in boxes, yeah? yeah? I can't bring it back to life for you. What do you want me to do? <laughs> no amount of money is going to bring that frog back to life. Of course, he wants me to buy another fucking frog, does he? I'm not doing that. Fuck off. No way. <laughs> so, yeah. Be, two doors down, I'll take it <laughs> Did you watch the video? I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> no, no. Why would you? Yeah, it's pretty good because the fella's there out of shot and Suzanne Summers is it, keeps looking at the camera and pulling faces like, this guy's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> and in the background, you hear her husband um, trying to talk him down. Yeah, you got to go I down the hill. I recognised Susan Summers when I was watching yesterday's hero. Really powerfully recognised her. Right. So I thought, oh, she must have been in loads of things. I thought, oh, maybe she's in like Falcon Crest or whatever. Ooh. But um, I looked her up and I couldn't really find anything that I no. recognised. I get that all the time, actors. I, I... recognise them, but then when I look on their IMDb, I can't yeah. see anything that I've watched. Yeah, I know her name really vividly, but I can't think of anything. I, I looked as well to see what else she'd been in. I couldn't see anything else I was familiar with. She was probably just one of those Hollywood celebrities yeah, who would appear the in the Sunday People or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Suzanne Summers has got a new husband or something like that. And it's like, I reckon she was a regular in Studio 54. Yeah. With Alf so. Ramsey. Because <laughs> he liked it there as well, he did. didn't he? He did. Um, so, Cloudy Martin is on stage in front of a, an audience who are clapping along like seals and she's singing a song called I'm Out of Love with Love. Mm. It's a great title for a song, that, I think. It is, yeah. Um, so she's singing along and she's singing and dancing and just out of nowhere she just turns to the drummer and says to him, I like your hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to think that's the kind of thing that happens on stage when bands are playing all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think, I think that's awful when things like that happen because it shows that you like to think that, yeah, look, I'm the name here. I am I front up this app, but everyone is as important as... They're, 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 you know, I'm first among equals, maybe, right? But there's an esprit de corps here, Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why what? I like it when they do. Let me introduce my band. When you go see them yeah. live, they go yeah. and on drums there's Terry, right? Yeah. On bass guitar there's Dave. Yeah. Right, and that's nice. But when like she's fucking balls deep into a performance already, and she turns around to Joe and goes, "I like your hat." That to me <laughs> screams of. Not only do I not know who you are, this is the first time I've set eyes on you in the whole fucking show. Yeah. Right? You're a nobody. You're a hired hand. You're barely human. Yeah. You've been in a different dressing room near a different building before we went on stage. Yeah. uh, All right. What do you do? Well, as you can see, I play the drums. Oh, yeah. Good. Is that what they're called, are they? The things you hit with the sticks? Drums. Yeah. Good. Nice nice that, by the way. Right. Anyway, come on. Let's get back to it. Speaking of drums, there's a brilliant montage of clips from uh, Late Night with David Letterman from various mm. musical acts that he's had on. And you know when he walks across to, to after they've done their performance and he'll like shake hands with the singer or something. So yeah. many times he turns to the drummer and he'll say, are those your drums? Or are they rentals? <laughs> 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 it was a thing he did loads of times and someone's put them all together. So if you go to YouTube and search Letterman, are they your drums? 
You'll get yeah. all the fucking like Foo Fighters. I love a, and I love so a, a repeated groups. sort of dad joke yeah. that just yeah. never stops. To me, they get yeah. funnier the more they're overused. Uh, yeah, exactly, and it's so good. Um, oh, talking of dad jokes, you know, like probably when your kids were younger, you're like me. It was quite easy to make them laugh. Yeah. 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 And then as they get older, it becomes a bit more like, oh, dad, shut up. That's so pathetic, right? And well, which they, is, they deliberately don't want to laugh, do they? They'll, they'll fucking yeah, exactly. suppress any laughter. Oh, listen, obviously we're hilarious. We know that, right? So yeah. they fucking know it's funny, right? We know it's funny, but they just don't want to admit it. And mm. however tough that is for you or other dads listening, imagine how tough it is for me as a particularly needy person, yeah, constantly... Well, yeah craving attention you know and validation and so I try all the time and I'm constantly being insulted Mm. um, ignored at best very often insulted character assassinations you're not funny you're ridiculous you're pathetic blah 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 fucking hell mate I've hit the jackpot over this last week I've come across I've come across something and it won't last but while it lasts I am fucking rinsing it to death I've got a joke (laughs) And they both love it, which is very hard to get them to both love something because one's a nine-year-old boy, the other one's a 13-year-old girl. It's a big difference in what they find funny. But one thing that they both have in common is they both like Harry Potter. Right. And in our house, you know, there's Harry Potter and there's Star Wars and they love Harry Potter and Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but I'm a bit like, Harry Potter. I don't know, it's a bit sort of bullshit bollocks, (laughs) you know. Like that's Neither that's them. just my personal view. I know a lot of people love it, right? Yeah. So I'm not here to slag off Harry Potter fans or Harry Potter. I'm just saying I, it never really caught my imagination. Yeah, and, it's not for um, me. It's not for me. And uh, so they're talking about that quite a lot, but it annoys me because it means when they're talking about that, they're not talking about Star Wars, which I like talking about Star Wars. Let's talk about that. That's what I like. <laughs> anyway. I fucking hit the jackpot, mate, because I've come up with a comedy impersonation of Lord Voldemort, right? All right, yeah. And they both find it so funny, right, yeah. that I am fucking doing it non-stop. Right. Like, I, I give it maximum another 24 hours before yeah. they just, like, turn it in, mate. I mean, do you want to hear gonna it? Are you going to do it on here? I, I've got no reference point. I don't know what Lord Voldemort looks like, but give do, it a go. Do you don't know what he looks like? No. Who you is need he? to Who at least him? know what he looks like. Who plays him? Because he's he's sort of got lot no nose sort of is thing. Is it Ian McKellen? No, it's Robbie uh, Coltrane. No, oh, I don't know. Ray, it's Ray Fiennes, but he's not. He doesn't look like Ray Fiennes. He's got some sort of mask or CGI on his boat race, I'm, and he's I'm, got. I'm, I'm looking look him up. Oh yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen him. Yeah, and he hasn't got a nose, has he? No nose. Yeah. I don't know why not, because apparently he was a normal human boy when he was a kid, and then just to make himself look more scary, cut his own nose off or something. Fucking hell, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this is because he's of his lack of nose, he sort of has a sort of nasally quality to the way he talks, <clears throat> but obviously it's Ray, Ray finds he plays him, so he's quite posh. But anyway, here's how I do him, right? Oh, Harry Potter! Oh, I'm gonna get you with my wand! Oh, where's my bloody wand? Oh, I'm get you, Harry Potter! Oh, bang! There you go, bloody magic, yeah! <laughs> oh, magic, you, Harry Potter! Go on, give me one! Do oh, there you go, what up? <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it. I think it's great, and they do too. But like I say, it's so rare as you yeah. know, 
to land upon a dad joke that they actually yeah. respond to in the way you want, that you're so delighted. I'm delighted with myself and for this impression. And you're going to overdo it. You're going to overdo oh, it, I've overdone you? it. Right. I'm on thin ice yeah. as it is, mate. Like I say, it's got another day. But you'll mm. know, as a dad, it's, that is, it doesn't matter. Use it while you can. No, Do you exactly. know what I mean? Treasure every moment. Yeah. Every, every time my son wants a hug, I hug him tight because I just think this could be the last time. This could oh, be the last yeah, one. Oh, yeah, it's really sad. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, when they're older, they'll hug us again because they get older. No, but the there'll be a long stuff. period in, in the Massive interim, period. won't there? There's no hugging with my daughter anymore. I'm not even allowed within three feet of her. That yeah. sounds wrong, but, it's it, you know, like there's no... No, no, I know what you mean. But I think when, yeah... I do, so, yeah, the, the, that's just a, it's just a fact. It, it's a phase, but it might last for ten years. So uh, this is the uh, top flight time machine. Yesterday's hero uh, Odyssey, and we've just done a Lord Voldemort impression. I hope you all enjoyed. Harry Potter, <laughs> where's my bloody wand? And oh, anyone see me snake? He's got this pet yeah, all snake. Right, that's enough. That's enough, Sam. Um, so, so Cla- Cloudy Martin. She's on drama. stage. I like doing your hat. the thing. I like your well, hat. I'll just look at the script because, again, this doesn't completely describe what's happening but gives us a bit of an indication. Freeze frame of girl's photograph turns into girl's real face. She is older than in photo. She is singing on a stage. Her name is Cloudy Martin. She is about 30 and very striking looking. Singing with her is famous rock star Clint Simon. He is in his 20s. Nice looking, rather ordinary looking for rock superstar, but his music is dynamite. <laughs> That's what Jackie Collins has written for us. Jackie Collins. But his music is, is dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> Darling. Ordinary looking, but handsome with it. And musically, a dynamo. <laughs> so that's Cloudy Martin, who's singing I'm Out of Love with Love. She likes the drummer's hat. Clint Simon, Paul Nicholas, is off stage mm. at this point. He's wearing a red shirt and he's got three buttons open, revealing quite a bit of his uh, pop star chest. Uh, mm. And he's with another fella, and they're listening to something through an earpiece and a radio. But um, we don't know what that is. Um, but we'll find out what that is, because Clint Simon is about to take the stage with Cloudy Martin. Uh, and we'll do, we'll cover that in the next episode, and we'll find out what he's listening to and why his mm. shirt is undone. Um, Bit rude, because- isn't it? If I was performing on stage and I looked to the, my left, and just off stage was a fellow performer, but they were listening to like their iPod... I'll be yeah. like, you're rude, cunt. Or just scrolling through their Twitter or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, yeah. mate. I'm just listening to the Smiths. <laughs> what? Oh, I just really like them. Especially the early stuff. I'm I fucking mean, doing a show here, you cunt. Yeah, but I mean, this this stuff we're doing now, it's good, but for me, it's just a job. It's not the kind of music I'm really into. So nah, uh, the I've Smiths, got, I've got, they're a great bloody I've band. Got, I've got Meet His Murder on. Brilliant album. <laughs> for me, I'm it's the best. I'm you, though. <laughs> Um, so there we go that's that from this one more next week in the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey um, and you can update us on how the Voldemort impression has gone over the next seven days it'll be dead by next week but I will yeah. give you that update Yeah, I'll put something in our notes and I'll, I'll remind you about that uh, thanks for listening everybody farewell so long we know how busy you are it's so kind of you to visit us
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 